Salt and light. Both are on my mind this morning. Salt because I had a glorious plate of nachos for dinner last night. And light because it's about this time of the year where I start to smile more because we can start to see the days get longer. But we actually have daylight after 5 p.m. But why would Jesus use these two elements to talk about the Christian? That he's saying that Christians in the world are like salt of the earth and light. That apparently in these images are embodied who we are intended to be in the life that we live in this world. So what, what is it about these two things that Jesus is trying to teach and convey? While salt might have a little bit less significance for us today than it would have in Jesus' time, as we use salt now and it helps heighten the experience of food, but in Jesus' time it would have been even more important because it was the only way to preserve foods, particularly meat, for long periods of time. So it was essential to keep food to feed people, that they actually went to war over salt during that period. Then light. Light allows us to see things for what they are, right? When you first wake up in the morning and the house is still dark, you can't see things for what they are and maybe what we look like in the morning, it's a good thing for that. But light allows us to see things for what they truly are and without light, without salt, we can't live, right? Both of these things are essential to human life that we need salt because we need the sodium that comes from it for our body to function properly. And living in northern Alberta, we are very aware of how essential light is through December and January every year. They're essential to life. So, are we convinced that being a Christian, that we are essential to the world? Are we convinced that Christians, me being one, that I am essential to the world, that the world would not be as it is, that it would be worse off if Christians didn't exist. And then the question that came after that for me is, is it pretentious to think that? Is it pretentious to think that what Christians bring to the world is so essential that without us, without Christ, it wouldn't be the same? So two things about salt and light that I think help us understand that maybe what Jesus wanted us to know about being a Christian. The first is that salt and light don't exist for themselves. They exist for the sake of something, someone else, right? If I told you to go home after Mass and to take a spoonful of salt to eat, gross. But if I tell you to put salt on your baked potato, yummy. And that if you don't put salt on your baked potato, potatoes are kind of really ordinary. Right? With light, light is turned on for the sake of shining light on things. Like we hear in the gospel, what's the point of turning on a light if you hide it? There's no purpose to light that is hidden. Light is to reveal. So too, with us as Christians, we exist for others. We don't exist for our own sake. So this idea that sometimes creeps into the Christian life that it's about my relationship with God, or this idea that it's okay to be Christian within your own home, just keep it behind closed doors, but don't live it in the world, that's not Christian. 
When we do that, we lose a sense of what it means to be Christian, because to be Christian is to be for others, right from the very start, right? It's the reason why the last thing Jesus tells his apostles in his ministry is, go out to all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Because holiness isn't discovered in solitude. Even though sometimes, there's, I can never remember which saint, but one saint jokingly once said to God, if it wasn't for all these people, other people, God, I would be a saint. Sometimes we think that. But holiness and sanctity are found in our relationship with others. And there is no other way. When we hide from the world, when we hide our Christian life from the world, we start to lose our identity. And then the opposite, if we allow ourselves to assimilate in the world, obviously we lose our Christian identity. But we have to be a part of the world because to be a Christian is to live in the world, but not to be of the world. That's what we're called to live. And this is where we find our identity. Now, when we have a young adult that's trying to find their path in life, sometimes we say that they have to go and find themselves. And what is usually, in the last 20 years, what's usually the way a young adult goes and finds themselves? They run away and travel somewhere. And somehow, by being on their own out there in the world, they're going to find themselves. No, we don't find ourselves in solitude. We find ourselves in relationship to others which reveals to us our identity. And what is the identity that salt and light reveals to us? Right? We don't add food to salt. We add salt to food. We don't make something and we throw it into the light. We let the light shine on something. Right? You don't add potato to your salt. You add salt to your potato. We don't move the earth closer to the sun. We let our, the earth exist the right distance from the sun so we can see and experience what we need from the light without being consumed by it. This is the identity of the Christian in the world. We're not telling the world, you need to be like us. Here's the Christian castle. Get inside or get out. You're on your own if you're not with us. That's not the Christian way. St. Paul says in his letter today, I didn't come to you talking lofty words about the mysteries of God. I came to you to experience the weakness of Christ. That we allow ourselves to be with the world, even though we're not of it. We have to be with them in it. We're not imposing something on other people when it comes to living the Christian life. We're living alongside them and we're allowing our greatest weapon as Christians to be what speaks the gospel. And what is our greatest weapon? Charity. It's not our teachings and our doctrine. Those are lived out in our life. And when people have questions, then we have answers. But our greatest weapon is charity. And charity is always lived with others. It's shown in the way that we can exude charity when others can. That's the weapon of the Christian. Because to be Christian in the world is about transforming and revealing the nature of what it means to be human. Right? To be a Christian isn't to be like transposed out of what's created. God created it. God created every person in the world as it exists. 
And so we're not trying to change that, but we're trying to reveal the purpose and the meaning that God desired from the beginning. So we're not trying to fight nature. For example, if you take health, obviously on one extreme you have fighting nature, say with anorexia, right? This wrong idea of what my body should look like, and so you just deprive yourself of food to try to get to where you want to be, not healthy. The opposite extreme is I need to have a certain physique, and so maybe I'll use performance-enhancing drugs to get the physique that I want, and then I'll look healthy. But you're not healthy. Because health has nothing to do with changing your nature. Health has to do with maximizing the potential of what your body is capable of doing. But if you have this warped idea that you try to impose on your body, this is what I should be, then you'll never be healthy. It's the same thing with our holiness and the same thing with the way that we live as Christians in the world. We're not saying, hey, you, you have to be like this. It's, hey, have you seen what God is trying to do in you? Have you seen what you are capable of? Do you know what is possible in human relationships and in your relationship with God? Because I've seen things that have transformed my life. That's the Christian way. But sometimes we do the imposing thing, right? Take, for example, when it comes to strain in marriage. One part in history, it was you're in your marriage no matter what. No matter how abusive that marriage is, that's your marriage till death do you part. And the opposite extreme would be, well, there's problems, so you might as well just divorce because it's not working. Neither of those are Christian. Because it's not about imposing something on nature. It's about allowing grace to work in what God is already doing. We are salt of the earth and light of the world. So I think the first thing to think about is do I really think that me as a Christian is essential to the world? Am I willing to live my Christian life for the sake of others, for everyone that I encounter? in different ways, obviously, depending on where that encounter happens and how. But is my Christian life more than just what I do on Sunday or what I do within my own home, but is it a part of who I am? Right? Because if salt has lost its saltiness, what is it good for? If a Christian doesn't live for others, what's the point of being a Christian? And then from that, if I feel like it's a little pretentious to think about that, then we turn to Christ. Because it's not about us. It's not about being the best Christian in the world. It's about radiating Christ. The light that we shine in the world is not our own. As I mentioned with the example before Mass, we receive the light of Christ at baptism. And so we will never be pretentious in the way that we share that if it's always Christ that we're bringing to others. Because... Jesus tells us that for us, we are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. And it's not an option. It's who we are. And are we willing to let God guide us to become that for our families, for our communities, and for the world?